0: Thank you for downloading or streaming this episode of Band Biographies. You can find more episodes at bandbiographies.com. That's B-A-N-N-E-D biographies.com. If you enjoy it, why not leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or whatever service you use to listen to your podcasts? Apparently, it helps get the show up the charts so more people can see it, to download it, and then to leave further five-star reviews. Another way you can help is by telling as many friends as possible to give it a download. Please do reach out on Twitter at Bandbiogs, on Instagram at Bandbiographies, search on Facebook for band biographies, or by emailing bandbiographies at gmail.com. But most of all, enjoy. Hello and welcome back to Band Biographies with me, Tom Austin Morgan, your host, to let you know what's been going on since the last two episodes went out and what you can expect from the next one. Band Biographies is a proud member of the Pantheon podcast network of music-based podcasts. Be sure to visit Pantheon.com to find a whole host of different types of show on all sorts of music. It's a real honour to be placed amongst such brilliant shows. Firstly, I'd like to thank Zach Blair again very much for his precious time and for talking to me at the end of last year. It was so nice to meet him and find out he was just a regular nice dude who enjoys chatting music. But I released a sneaky extra episode this month, didn't I? I'd been wanting to talk to Laurie Black since I saw her support Adam Ant at the end of last summer, but it was a busy few months for us both. But thanks to photographer Max Kane, we reconnected and recorded that great conversation you heard the other week. I always like to have episodes in the chamber for the next month, but her release schedule and tour dates meant that it made sense to put it out halfway through the month. Australian listeners, you still have time to get yourselves to a show at the Adelaide and Melbourne Fringe festivals to go and see what she's all about. I urge you to go and see her, you won't be disappointed. Band Biographies was left a 5-star rating and review this month which is lovely. Scatciano, who listens in germany says in their review entitled europe tour trip report is top been listening to this podcast for a while and was already finding it very very good but the sham 69 tour report is absolutely amazing and in my eyes brought it to an absolutely new height cannot recommend it more well thanks very much scacciano, it's very much appreciated I'm working to get a couple of the bands who supported us to come on the show for a chat, but it's taking a little longer than I'd hoped. I've also been messaged in the meantime by Sergey on LinkedIn, of all places, who came aboard after the Darth Punk episode with Ryan Schaff from his show The Broken Record Player Podcast. Sergey then went through the whole back catalogue of band biographies, but said... The Sham69 tour diary shows were quote, fucking amazing, absolutely brilliant. He also said it reminded him of his time in the Schwarzer scene, an EBM goth synth-pop movement in Germany in the mid-2000s where he organised gigs as part of the Russian synth-pop community promo team. He also went on a tour of Russia as a roadie for a Swedish band called Covenant in 2007. So some of the stories I told on those episodes resonated with him. He added that the podcasts I have in my iPhone are divided into two groups, professional ones, software engineering and related, and something for the soul, music ones. And your podcast is an important part of that group. Not only because it's one of the alive and kicking ones, but because of your meticulous approach to collecting and preparing information for the podcast episodes, which sometimes makes us listeners wait a bit longer, yet is worth such a wait every bloody time. Sergey and everyone, I am still working on the next documentary. I think it's been over a year since I released one now. I really need to get my finger out and get it finished soon. I can only apologise for the wait, it will be worth it, I promise. I also got an email from Dan from Texas who sent me links to his old power pop-ish band Stretfords Music, which I've really enjoyed listening to. He's lived a bit of a life, growing up in Austin where he became a DJ in the punk and new wave club at his college and eventually went on to co-own the Cannibal Club in the city, which seems like it was a very lively place hosting a lot of the sub-pop grunge bands, amongst others, though sadly not Nirvana. He also worked to select the bands that would appear at the South by Southwest festival but says that the burnout of listening to hundreds of demos made him realise he wanted to stay on the musician or fan side of the industry. Dan has also been on tours around the US with Stretford in the 90s, so again related to a lot of my stories in the Sham 69 tour diaries episodes. Though he says he slept on more floors. I guess I was lucky. He's a self-confessed obsessive XTC collector and fan as well as a fan of bands like The Kinks, The Who, The Beatles, Cheap Trick and a load of other power pop. He says his tastes are not expanding like they used to and there are so many bands he hasn't explored. Well hopefully these episodes I put out in between the main episodes encourage you to have a listen to some new stuff Dan. I'd be really interested in hearing what you listen to. It's been a really great month for interaction all round. I'm really glad that you all feel passionate enough about music and have been encouraged to get in touch with me. I love a good natter about music, so please do stay in touch. And if you've not got in touch via social media or email, then please do. And do go and leave me a five-star rating and, more importantly, a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help the show get pushed up the charts and in front of the eyeballs of a few more people. And now... This month's news. Firstly, and sadly, Terry Hall of The Specials passed away on the 20th of December at the age of 63 after what was said to be a short battle with pancreatic cancer. The band issued a statement saying... Terry was a wonderful husband and father and one of the kindest, funniest and most genuine of souls. His music and his performances encapsulated the very essence of life, the joy, the pain, the humour, the fight for justice, but mostly the love. He will be deeply missed by all who knew and loved him and leaves behind the gift of his remarkable music and profound humanity. In a separate message Neville Staple said he learned of his friend's passing as he landed in Egypt for a holiday with his wife. He said, It's really hit me hard. We fronted the specials and Fun Boy 3 together, making history. He surely will be missed. Jane Widlin, co-founder of The Go-Go's, who wrote Fun Boy 3's hit Our Lips Are Sealed with Hall, said he was a lovely, sensitive, talented and unique person. Our extremely brief romance resulted in the song Our Lips Are Sealed, which will forever tie us together in music history. Elvis Costello described Hall's voice as the perfect instrument for the true and necessary songs of the specials. That honesty is heard in so many of his songs in joy and sorrow. And for my part, the specials played here in Rochester only last summer. Sadly, I wasn't able to get tickets to the event. But I did go down to Rochester Castle, in the grounds of which the specials were playing. I sat outside the castle walls and listened, and I'm glad that I even got that experience of listening to that band play live.
1: Hello Pantheon Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win.
0: And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package.
1: And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S.
0: He will be missed. Another punk icon, fashion designer Vivian Westwood, has also passed away. She was 81 and died in her home in London on the 29th of December. A statement released on her official Instagram page read, Vivian continued to do things she loved up until the last moment, designing, working on her art, writing her book and changing the world for the better. She led an amazing life. Her innovation and impact over the last 60 years has been immense and will continue into the future. Vivian considered herself a Taoist, she wrote, There was never more need for the Tao today. Tao gives you a feeling that you belong to the cosmos and gives purpose to your life. It gives you such a sense of identity and strength to know you're living the life you can live and therefore ought to be living. Make full use of your character and full use of your life on Earth. Boy George called her great and inspiring, and without question the undisputed queen of British fashion. Sir Paul McCartney called her a ballsy lady who rocked the fashion world and stood defiantly for what was right. His daughter, fashion designer Stella McCartney, credited Westwood with inspiring her career as a designer with bravery who invented historic fashion design moments that woke us all up and shook the industry to its core. Original Sex Pistol bassist Glenn Matlock said it was a privilege to have rubbed shoulders with her in the 70s at the birth of punk. She wanted to stir things, but everything she did was done really well. The end of 2022 really had a sting in its tail. And now on to other news: the Punk Rock Museum has pushed back its opening date from January the 13th, 2023, to March the 10th. Starting on April the 1st, the museum will be offering tours led by Lushi Mayagora of Suicidal Tendencies, Stacy D and Link Lay of Bad Cop Bad Cop. Noodles of the Offspring, Don Bowles of the Germs, Angelo Moore of Fishbone, Greg Hetson of Circle Jerks, Pete Collar of Sick of It All, Smelly from No Effects, Warren Fitzgerald and Joe Escalante of The Vandals, Roger Mireille of Agnostic Front, Intruder Blue of Masked Intruder, Scott Schifflet of Face to Face, Paddy Costello of Dillinger 4, and Zack Blair of Rise Against. The guided tours will be limited to 20 people per tour and will be offered multiple times per day. The Punk Rock Museum is located at 1422 Western Avenue in Las Vegas, Nevada. A 1500 album run of a surprise compilation album of Cock Sparrow covers has been released by Pirates Press Records to celebrate the band's 50th anniversary. The album is called What's It Like To Be 50? and features covers by The Drowns, Susie Moon, Plizkin, Grade 2, The Ratchets, The Interrupters, The Agrolites and The Barstall Preachers. I'd imagine it's sold out by now but you can listen to the album wherever you stream your music. Steve Ignorant of Crass has announced a handful of UK shows for this year where he and his band will be performing a set of Crass songs. They'll be playing at The Fleece in Bristol on the 30th of March the 1865 in Southampton on the 31st of March, the 0 02 Academy Islington on the 1st of April, and then a long gap before playing the Robin in Bilston on the 6th of October and Corporation in Sheffield on the 7th. After his stint on The Masked Singer earlier this year, John Lydon's band Public Image Limited have announced that they have thrown their hat in the ring to represent Ireland at Eurovision 2023. The band has released the song that they will be performing, called Hawaii, and Leiden said in a statement that the song is dedicated to everyone going through tough times on the journey of life with the person they care for the most. It's also a message of hope that ultimately love conquers all. The band will compete for the chance to go on Eurovision on Ireland's The Late Late Show on the 3rd of February tonight. It's an odd choice for Eurovision and I'm almost convinced Pill will be voted through by the Irish public, if not just for the fun of it, but I could imagine the song working with the right mental Eurovision stage setup, and extras dancing about or acting out the lyrics. John Lydon gets a lot of stick for his choices and I've certainly been critical of him in the past, but for the most part when you drill down into his motivations, They're usually undertaken to fund Pill or to look after his wife Nora who he's been with for years and who has been suffering from Alzheimer's disease and whom he cares for full time. For a bit of background on this, listen to the Sex Pistols and The Slits episodes of Band Biographies. I'm not letting him off the chain for everything he's said and done, but I'm certainly not going to be as quick to react these days. On the 6th of January, Billy Idol received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in Los Angeles, California. The ceremony featured speeches by Henry Rollins and artist Shepard Fairey. The Damned have added European tour dates to their previously announced UK Spring Tour, seeing them start on the 3rd of March at the Cabaret Sauvage in Paris and finishing up at A38 in Budapest in Hungary. Tickets are on sale now. Coachella has announced the lineup for this year's festival. Blondie, Wet Leg, Bjork, Sleaford Mods, The Linda Lindas, Christine and the Queens, and Youngblood are among the bands announced. Some a lot further down their respective lineups than you might expect. But then Coachella is more of an Instagram festival than it is for music. The festival will take place on the 14th to the 16th of April, and again on the 22nd to 23rd of April at Empire Polo Club in Indio, California. In more festival news, Boston Calling has announced the lineup for this year. Foo Fighters, Queens of the Stone Age, Yeah Ye Years, Alanis Morissette, The Flaming Lips, Paramore, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard and the Linda Lindas are amongst the bands announced. The festival will take place on Memorial Day weekend, the 26th to the 28th of May, at the Harvard Athletic Complex in Boston. The biggest news for me here is that Foo Fighters are continuing on with a new drummer but no one seems to know who it is yet. Though it's not like they have a shortage of drummers to choose from. Hell, they auditioned a host of drummers at the end of the summer during those Taylor Hawkins tribute concerts, so it'll be interesting to see who gets the job, and whether it's permanent. Canadian Celtic punks The Real Mackenzies have announced tour dates for Western Canada for March, starting at the Wise Hall in Vancouver on the 2nd and finishing at Starlight in Edmonton on the 18th. The Anti-Queens will be joining them on all dates. NoFX have announced the first wave of US dates for their final tour which is Builders 40 years, 40 cities, 40 songs per day. The tickets are on sale now. These dates don't have all the venues attached yet but more dates along with support bands will be announced soon. NoFX have also announced their final UK tour dates. They will play on the 26th of May at Temple Newsham in Leeds and on the 28th at Hatfield Park in Hatfield. On the 26th they will be playing Punk in Drublick and Wolves in Wolves Clothing in full and on the 28th they will be playing So Long and Thanks for All the Shoes and White Trash, Two Hebes and a Bean in full. These dates join NoFX's previously announced Austria and Spain farewell shows. Ohio Sonic Temple Festival has announced its lineup for this year: Tool, Pennywise, Bullet for My Valentine, Anti-Flag, Suicidal Tendencies, Fever 333, Horror, Avenged Sevenfold, Queens of the Stone Age, Not Loose, Converge, Kiss, Rob Zombie, Trivium, Black Veil Brides, Rival Sons, Senses Fail, Foo Fighters, Deftones, Sublime with Rome. Jawbreaker, Nova Twins, Bob Villain and The Bronx are amongst the bands announced. Sonic Temple Festival will take place at the historic Crew Stadium in Columbus, Ohio on the 25th to 28th of May. Sleaford Mods have announced that they will be releasing a new album called UK Grim, which will be out on the 10th of March via Rough Trade. The band has also released a video for the title track that was created by the artist Cold War Steve. Danzig has announced that he will be playing a Danzig Sings Elvis show at the Montalban Theatre in Hollywood, California on the 10th of February. Danzig released his album of Elvis covers called Danzig Sings Elvis in 2020. Fallout Boy have signed with Fueled by Ramen Records and DCD2 and that they will be releasing a new album called So Much for Stardust which will be out on the 24th of March. The band has also released videos for their new songs Love From The Other Side and Heartbreak Feels So Good. New Jersey punk legends Bouncing Souls have announced their 12th studio album called Ten Stories High which will be released on the 24th of March through Pure Noise Records. Along with the announcement and pre-order of the record, as well as their tour dates, they have shared two of the tracks from the new album, Ten Stories High and Higher Ground. The Salty Dog Cruise has announced its lineup for this year. Flogging Molly, Pennywise, The Interrupters, who'll be playing a Port of Miami kickoff set, Stiff Little Fingers, Broilers, The Vandals, Gorilla Biscuits, Laura Jane Grace, The Bronx, The Slackers, Skinny Lister, The Flatliners, Beans on Toast, Punk Rock Karaoke, Pet Needs, John Snodgrass, Band Aid Brigade, Monkey Captains of the Head, Host the Colours and The Attack will be playing. A half-pipe featuring pro skaters Matt Hensley, Christian Hosoi and Jason Adams will also be on the cruise, along with DJs DJ Fly, Matt Stocks and DJ Sweet C. The cruise will depart on the 8th of November from Miami, Florida and go to Harvest K, Belize and Costa Maya, Mexico before returning on the 13th of November. Cruel World Festival, which takes place on the 20th of May at Brookside at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California, has announced its lineup for this year. Susie Sue and Iggy Pop will headline the festival. Billy Idol, Love and Rockets, Echo and the Bunny Men, Adamant, The Human League, Gary Newman, Modern English, Gang of Four, Twin Tribes, ABC, and The Vapors, among many others, will also be playing. What a lineup! Why can't we have anything like this in the UK? Mr Bungle, Melvins and Spotlights have announced a US tour for this May, starting at the Palladium in LA on the 11th and finishing on the 23rd at the Fox Theatre in Oakland. Tickets are on sale now. Also on tour in America in the spring is Billy Idol. His tour starts at Arizona Bike Week in Scottsdale on the 30th of March, continues through to the 20th of May at the previously mentioned Cruel World Festival in Pasadena. The reunited Pantera that is touring for the first time in 20 years has been removed from the linked German festivals Rockam Ring and im Park, as well as an Austrian show at the Gasometer. According to the festival promoters, in the last few weeks we have had many intensive conversations with artists, our partners and you, the festival fans. We have continued to deal with the criticism together and decided to remove the band from the programme. This cancellation is due in part to lead singer Phil Anselmo's Nazi salute and shouts of white power at a concert back in 2016. Pantera has not issued a response. London, Ontario based music festival The Rock The Park has announced its lineup for this year which will be held on the 15th of July at Harris Park. Billy Talent and Alexis on Fire will co-headline and Cypress Hill, Silverstein and The Dirty Nil will also be playing. Flogging Molly have announced a UK and European tour. The shows begin at SWG3 in Glasgow on the 24th of May and run through to the 25th of June at the Rivenhof in Antwerp. Tickets are on sale now. One of my favourite new bands, the Meffs, have announced UK tour dates for this May, starting at the Hunter Club in Bury St Edmunds on the 6th through to the 18th at the Old Blue Last in London. Tickets are on sale now. Barcelona music festival Barna and Roll has announced the first round of bands for this year's festival. Dropkick Murphys, Me First and the Gimme Gimmies, Mad Ball, Cockney Rejects and The Slackers will be playing. Barner and Roll will take place on the 29th of July at Poble Español in Barcelona, Spain. Tom Verlaine, the singer and guitarist for television, passed away on the 28th of January at the age of 73 in New York City following a brief illness. Jesse Paris Smith the daughter of Patty Smith announced his passing in a statement that read he died peacefully in New York City surrounded by close friends his vision and his imagination will be missed Television released 3 studio albums and a handful of live albums the most notable being 1977's Marquee Moon Velaine released 9 studio albums and one compilation the last of which was 2006's Around Pussy Riot have released a video called Putin's Ashes which was directed, edited, styled and scored by Nadia Tolokonnikova. The description of the video reads, Putin's Ashes was initiated in August 2022 when Pussy Riot burned a 10x10 10 10 foot portrait of the Russian president, performed rituals and cast spells aimed to chase Putin away. Twelve women participated in the performance. In order to join, women were required to experience acute hatred and resentment towards the Russian president. Most of the participants were either Ukrainian, Belarusian or Russian. The video coincides with the opening of an art exhibit of the same name, which highlights the ashes from the burnt portrait. The exhibition runs until the 3rd of February at Jeffrey Deitch's Art Gallery in Los Angeles, so you'll have to get down there quick. Susie Sue has announced three more shows for this year. She will be playing at the Ancienne Belgique in Brussels on the 3rd of May, Paradiso in Amsterdam on the 4th, and Teatro degli Acrimboldi in Milan on the 7th. Susie will headline the Cruel World Festival in California later in May, and also Latitude Festival in the UK this July. Ozzy Osbourne has announced that he will be retiring from touring all his upcoming shows have been cancelled and refunds will be available to those who bought tickets. He released a statement that reads, This is probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to share with my loyal fans. As you may all know, four years ago this month I had a major accident where I damaged my spine. My one and only purpose during this time has been to get back on stage. My singing voice is fine. However, after three operations, stem cell treatments, endless physical therapy sessions and most recently groundbreaking cybernetics treatment, my body is still physically weak. I am honestly humbled by the way you've all patiently held onto your tickets for all this time, but in all good conscience, I have now come to the realisation that I'm not physically capable of doing my upcoming European and UK tour dates, as I know I couldn't deal with the travel required. Believe me when I say that the thought of disappointing my fans really fucks me up, more than you will ever know. Never would I have imagined that my touring days would have ended this way. My team is currently coming up with ideas for where I will be able to perform without having to travel from city to city and country to country. I want to thank my family, my band, my crew, my longtime friends Judas Priest, and of course my fans for their endless dedication, loyalty and support and for giving me the life that I never ever dreamed I would have. I love you all." His farewell tour was set to begin in May as part of the promotion for his most recent album Patient Number 9 in 2022. The 2023 nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame have been announced. The White Stripes, Missy Elliott, Joy Division and New Order both nominated as one. Cheryl Crow, Cindy Lauper, Warren Zevon, Willie Nelson, Kate Bush, Rage Against the Machine, Soundgarden, A Tribe Called Quest, Iron Maiden, George Michael and The Spinners have all been nominated. To be eligible for induction this year, the artists must have released their first commercial recording at least 25 years before the year of nomination. The fan vote, where anyone can vote for the artists they want to get in, will be active until the 28th of April. The inductees will be announced in May and inducted into the hall in autumn. And finally, The Dand has just announced that they will release a new album on the 28th of April. It's called Delic, and it will be out via Ear Music. A digital single called Invisible Man has been released today, February 3rd, so go and check it out right after this podcast. It's a real thumper of a song that picks up speed halfway through, with Dave Vanian switching from his trademark baritone croon into a spoken word part over ever increasing tempos and frantic backing playing, before one last chorus to finish off this explosive first song from the upcoming album. How exciting. Which leads us straight into this month's reviews. Death of Guitar Pop's Bosch is an infectious piece of scar from the proudly Essex based duo, with added vocals from businessman and TV personality from The Apprentice, Tom Skinner. It managed to get to number 18 on the UK singles chart and raised a load of money for the Campaign Against Living Miserably or Calm charity. Paramore released Secom Sa in a continuation from last month. Paramore continued to disappoint, with this song made up of glitchy choruses followed by drawling verses about what I don't know because it's just not that interesting. I yearn for the Paramore before it became completely the Hayley Williams show. Johnny Fox, or Itch as he's better known, has regrouped his old band The King Blues after a nasty court battle where accusations against him were settled on mutually acceptable terms without any admissions of liability. Fifteen years on, the band has recorded a follow-up to What If Punk Never Happened from their crossover hit album, Save the World Get the Girl, called What If Punk Never Happened 2, which, rather than imagine a future where punk never happened, Itch imagines himself travelling back to the 70s to explain how punk has failed, to figures including Paul Fox from The Ruts, Joe Strummer, Gigi Allen and Sid Vicious. It's a call to arms to today's punks to clean up their act, stop infighting and unite against the establishment. It'll be interesting to see if there's a proper comeback on the cards and what a new King Blues will sound like. Nottingham punk rap duo Sleaford Mods are back again with a new single from an upcoming album of the same name, UK Grimm, which will be released in March. It's more of the same because their palette is deliberately minimal but with updated political and cultural references and clear anti-establishment rhetoric delivered by Jason Williamson in his trademark knots accent. The Lathams have released Struggle which is a lovely little ditty from the Wigan-based indie band that laments lost if not unrequited love. It's better than the last couple of singles with some excellent vocal hooks The album From Nothing to A Little Bit More is out on the 3rd of March and there are songs I've enjoyed like this as well as others that have done nothing much for me so it'll be interesting to see how the album as a whole works. Grade 2 have released Midnight Ferry the fourth song to be released ahead of the eponymous album from the Isle of Wight's best punk band Midnight Ferry is another anthemic slice of punk rock in the Sub Rancid tradition which they've made their own And that's no criticism, because they're not a carbon copy of Rancid, they have their own themes and motifs, and I cannot wait to get my grubby mitts on the full album, nor to see them live in the summer supporting Rancid. And now for the album's released this month. Iggy Pop released Every Loser, and fucking hell, this album opens with a song called Frenzy, and it's exactly that. An absolute face-melter of a song that goes to show that the godfather of punk isn't done with being an angry, energetic punk rocker yet. He's flatly refusing to go gentle into that good night and continuing to rage. Things settle down a little more for the following tracks, Strung Out Johnny and New Atlantis which recall earlier work by Iggy with David Bowie and with the post-pop depression project respectively. The whole album pinballs between high-energy punk stompers with straining vocals to more languorous tunes that he almost croons on. With a backing band comprising Guns N' Roses bassist Duff McKagan, Chili Peppers drummer Chad Smith and multi-instrumentalist and producer Andrew Watt, the band sounds just like that, a band rather than a collection of session musicians, Though there are also contributions by ex chili pepper and pearl jam guitarist josh klinghoffer blink 182's travis barker scott gossard from pearl jam jane's addiction founders eric avery and dave navarro as well as the late taylor hawkins i'll be extremely jealous of anyone that sees this lineup play on the four shows live in california and las vegas in the coming weeks it'll be electric just like this album, which pieces together aspects of Iggy's past to construct an ode to his present. Every Loser is a thrilling album and ranks amongst the best of his solo work. Anti-Flag's Lies They Tell Their Children was also released this month. This guest-heavy album from the ever-political Anti-Flag begins with a fairly restrained intro song, apart from the lyrics, Neo-Liberal, White Saviours, Murdoch, and Fox News. Fuck the Pittsburgh Police and Our President Too, for example. One of only four of the 11 tracks not to feature a guest vocalist. The other seven feature Jesse Leach of Killswitch Engage, Shane Todd of Silverstein, Tim McIlrath of Rise Against, Brian Baker of Bad Religion, Ashrita Kumar of Pink Shift, Campino of De Totenhosen, solo musician Trey Burt, and Stacey D of Bad Cop, Bad Cop. After this intro, the band launches into more familiar territory, namely melodic yet angry political punk anthems. The songs on this album are all incredibly direct, straight to the point messages of resistance, reformation, reversal and most of all rage against pretty much everything going wrong in the world right now, from the ever-widening wealth gap to the pointless war being waged by a madman in Ukraine for the past year. Lies They Tell Our Children is a great and timely album that seems to be the soundtrack to world events right now from a band who continue to fearlessly, articulately and aggressively speak out against injustice. British indie punk's The Subways released Uncertain Joys. Full disclosure, I've not kept up with The Subways since their first album From Here to Eternity in 2005. It's only since talking to Alcopop Records founder Jack Pop a year or two ago and The Subways signing to Alcopop that brought them back onto my radar. In the meantime The Subways has released another three albums, but the last eponymous album was released eight years ago in 2015. That's a long time and fanbases can move on as that's almost a whole generation. It's fair to say that Uncertain Joys is an album of two halves. The first being filled with tracks about personal relationships and love that are all quite synth and bass led. The second half kicks in on track 7, Fight, with a more traditional, for those of us that didn't continue listening to them, rock and roll flavour. And apart from track 4, Incantation, is where the album grabbed my attention for the first time. Fight is a punk anthem filled with anger at oppression as it urges us all to stand together. Time is also taken to analyse the world around us and to criticise and mock certain parts of our modern culture. Influencer Killed the Rockstar criticises internet culture and the spread of false information. Swanky Al and The Devil in Me come as a duo which tell the satirical story of what is expected of men in bands, as well as the lessons they're taught growing up. In fact, I'm pretty sure Swanky Al is directed less than subtly at Alex Turner of the Arctic Monkeys. Have a listen closely to the lyrics and let me know otherwise. Overall though, the pop synths and obvious auto-tune on Billy's voice detract from the sound I came to enjoy with their first album and it's clear they can do the old punky stuff from tracks like Fight, though some of the lyrics are a little bit cringe inducing and old man shouts a cloud. Perhaps I need to go and listen to their other albums to appreciate the change in sound over time which might be less jarring when listened to In Order. The poppiest of pop-punk bands New Found Glory have released Make The Most Of It. Split between seven new songs and seven acoustic renditions of classic New Found Glory songs, Make The Most Of It was born out of the unfortunate situation of guitarist Chad Gilbert who, in late 2021, was diagnosed with a rare cancerous tumour called a pheochromocytoma. A percentage of this album will go towards the Para Alliance an organisation advocating for awareness of cytona. Understandably, the seven new acoustic songs see Gilbert take an affectionate autobiographical approach, dwelling on making the most of it while highlighting the band's melodic capabilities. Focusing on Gilbert's goals and the road to recovery, spending time with loved ones, appreciation for his wife, heading back out on tour and watching his daughter grow up, the final seven songs were recorded in front of an intimate live crowd in Franklin, Tennessee. It allows longtime fans to hear favourites such as All Down Hill From Here and to Kill in a stripped-down fashion. With crowd participation scattered throughout, it's a short, plucky snapshot of Newfound Glory's longevity and influence. I wish Chad all the best on his recovery. Quirky Californian indie rockers We Are Scientists have released their 8th album Lobes. Lobes is a bit of a departure, though it's still very much a dance rock record. This time guitars take a back seat providing colour and texture to synthesizers which are brought to the fore. While countless acts from the MTV2 era have fallen away, We Are Scientists have always remained and are clearly still having fun with their music. Lobes isn't groundbreaking, or even the band's best work, but it's different enough to hold your attention. I can imagine losing myself dancing in some club to these tracks being played live, which I think is where the songs are going to serve the listener best. It's a breezy disco-funk album from a very smart and talented indie band that has stuck around a lot longer than any of their peers. And now onto this month's episode, and it's an incredibly self-serving one. My band, High Frequency, is releasing a three-track EP on the 10th of February, so I'm going to have my bandmates Ant and Corky on to discuss the history of the band, their musical influences, and talk about the recording process of the EP and the full album we're also working on. As you can imagine, bearing in mind this episode is over a week late, that the interview episode won't be out straight away, mainly due to the fact that I've not recorded it yet but also because it will coincide with the release of the EP on streaming services on the 10th. I hope you don't mind the awful self-promotion that is this month's content. I know the conversation is going to be a good one, just as interesting as the chats I've had with any of my other guests. I'm absolutely positive, trust me. So until next time, see you in the pit. for listening to this episode of band biographies if you enjoyed it please don't forget to leave a five-star review on apple podcasts or whatever service you use to listen to your podcasts please do reach out on twitter at band instagram at band biographies search on facebook for band biographies or by emailing band at gmail.com see you next time